there. Thanks for watching or listening to VIP Boxing Bell to Bell episode 118. If whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on iTunes or Spotify, thank you very much. You know me, Steve Lillis. You know the main man at the bottom there with his T-shirt and his motorbike helmet. Oh, no, it's an American football helmet behind him. It's John Evans. John, welcome again, my co-host. Are you okay? Yeah, pretty good, Steve. How are things? All right, mate. Not bad at all, pal. And of course, hey, tonight, special guest. He's fresh. He tells me he's blessed. He's, um, well, fresh from Chan Chantel Cameron's epic win over Katie Taylor, one of Chantel's trainers, Nigel Travis. Nigel, thanks for coming on. No problems at all, yeah. Steve. It's an absolute pleasure. Yeah, I don't even remember. Last, you've been, this is your second time on Bell to Bell. Um, last time you come on, it was, I think it was nine days after Jack Hackwell was robbed against Josh Taylor. Your next appearance, two days after one of the, the greatest wins by a British boxer overseas as such, away from home. Um, how's it been since the fight? How high you been? Yeah, it's been a bit of a blur, you know, we, we, uh, if I'm honest, Steve, we, uh, we went... Uh, well, after the, the the interviews were all done and it was all finished, they uh, did the drug testing and all that, and then we, we were all sorted and we were gone. But cloud nine, simple as that. We're on cloud nine. We're, we're moonwalking around Salford. It's uh, it's just mint. It's just obviously you're in this in this sport um, to, to to make a difference, but it's the the, the highs are so so high, and obviously the lows are so low. So we've got two, yeah, two statements there. One after Jack Carroll, one after Chantel Gavin. But it is what it is. You know, we have to. Yeah, you, when it's good, you've got to lap it up and go with it. And and that's certainly what we're doing. We did that Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, and we're going to continue, uh, continue as long as we can. But again, it's business now. So we're back. I'm back in my amateur gym now, over in Moss Side, and uh, and Jack Carroll. Uh, Jamie Moore and uh, um, Aki Fias are coming down here tonight to, to train. So it's uh, even though you you, you want to celebrate, it's great, so and you have to celebrate, but you've also got to put your business head on this, at certain times. And, and tonight we, we it's back to work. Hey Nigel, I thought Chantel won that clear, really clear. That was a dominant performance when you were stood in centre ring and you heard. Majority decision. Did you have flashbacks to being in Scotland with Jack and Josh? Because as soon as I heard that, I I, I was shaking my head in my living room. I, I I could not believe they came up with majority. Well, if I'm honest, John, uh, beforehand we talked about it. We talked. We talked about it to the press, to, to among ourselves, and uh, and and they were the fears. Um, and everyone said, if he's close over there, you ain't getting it. Now, um. In um, Scotland, I wasn't nervous at all because I thought that the decision was so far. I really wasn't nervous at all until the first card came out. When the first card came out and they said to Jack Carroll, I thought, what? They've given it a split decision, pretty much like what you're saying, but I actually thought after the first card, they're going to job us, and they did. On Saturday... In Dublin, when the first car came out, it was the, the draw cars. That's why it was a split decision. Now it was never a draw, but but there was only one winner of that fight, only one winner, and and, and rightfully she was she was crowned that. But even before, and I thought there's only one person on this fight. So if I'm honest, 
I felt confident. Even after the first part, I thought, what are they talking about? They're tipping the nuts off. I'm putting it as a draw. And I heard, I've just heard one, um, Gareth A. Davis, whatever he's called. He apparently this morning on Salt Sport, or um, yeah, Salt Sport said, I thought it was a draw. I think he's on spice because he's mental and I just don't get it. And it's, it's something gone on. But anyway, it's, a, it's his opinion and, and, the, and there are controversies. But I genuinely was still upbeat. When I got in the ring after the, after the fight, you look out to your peers or people who you respect, and there's some top people in there who I have respect, and I know them. So Liam Beatty Smith, and I looked and I went, she's got that, and he went, it's close. He went, he, he was, and I went, what? I was, I was fuming, but not Liam, I was just, but I was, because I thought, okay, there were some close rounds, and Katie was trying to burgle it and nick it at the end, uh, but there was, I think Chantel was a clear winner, as you said. Now, we had it seven, I had it seven three. Maybe eight two, but seven three. Okay, yeah. you gave me six four. I'm not bothered. Listen, and and we can talk about that all day. But the right person won, uh, and, and previously that hasn't happened. So uh, the flashbacks weren't there as such, but we talked about them before, and we were sort of not preparing ourselves to get jobbed or preparing ourselves to get out of. But we talked about it, and uh, the way she set the tone in the first round and the second round, I thought, nah. We've got this, definitely. She's got to stick to the plan, stick to the rules, whip away the body, put the money in the bank and and and, and reap the rewards. And, and I believe she did that, obviously. Brilliant. Well, I'll tell you what, thanks for that insight into Saturday night and how you wasn't scared. But what we're going to do now, John Evans, a man who's going to scare you, you only speak for three minutes on each topic <laughs> we do here. He rings that bell after three minutes. If you carry on, He'll be down that gym tonight, mate, and you won't be any fit state to be training. Jack started yet, have you? For years. I can, I can get down, down to Moss. He'll be, he'll be on that red side in half an hour. He'll be that big red motorbike he rides with all these levers <laughs> on. Come in the gym with a crush helmet on and bash, bash you don't up for a, talking more than don't three minutes. Don't need a crush helmet to take care of so, Travis. Six three-minute rounds I've got, coming up. I've got, I've got a million kids in there. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone now. Is he coming back to us? What's He's back now. Right. What's happening? I can't use these things, boss. Here sorry. we go then, John. Your your first topic tonight: Devin Haney getting no credit. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, Haney Lomachenko. I don't know if Nigel's had time to watch it yet. I thought it was a really, really good fight. High quality action fight. Both giving and taking. Really enjoyed it. Um, and everybody loves Lomachenko, don't they? So, and I think that's clouded people's judgment of a fight after. I think it might have been Lomachenko's best performance as a lightweight. I think he's a super featherweight, naturally. But I thought he was really good, Lomachenko, although he came out on the wrong end of a decision. And Haney beat a real good version of Lomachenko. He didn't beat a, a weight, um, a tiny guy who was over the limit, who's clearly past his best. He beat a good Lomachenko. I thought he probably just deserved to nick it. I've not seen him get any credit whatsoever. All the attention after has been on Lomachenko got robbed, which he didn't. No. Or Lomachenko was great and Haney's not got it. I, I think it's a bit of lack of respect for what Haney did there. He beat one of the greatest fighters of the last 10 years and he beat a good version of him. Haney was fantastic. I thought Lomachenko just won it. Bear in mind, I only watched it on a little iPad at a hotel in Derby. Um, that's by the by. Um, but... Um, I thought Lomachenko won the fight. Was he robbed? No, it was a lot of close rounds. And you know what? I just want to say this. 
This a lot of this is the, the Twitter fucking social media rolling on. Half them people who said he was robbed haven't watched the fight. That's what I'll say. Go on, Nigel, because yeah. I know you can talk. Yeah, I watched the fight um, this morning um, because I'd heard the controversy, so I knew do it. I knew it was going to be controversial. Now scored the first. Eight rounds, and I had it all square. So, I think there was close round, and that word subjective comes up all the time, doesn't it? It comes up all the time, subjective, people like it. Now, I thought Lamachenko, I scored it on my phone. I scored it just a win or a lose. I didn't score it uh, on points, or I just scored it uh, with each round. And I scored it seven rounds to five to Lamachenko. But yeah, same as me, yeah. eight, of, eight of those rounds were, were seriously, seriously close. And and I I try and as uh, someone um, trying to be neutral, I try and never give a, a, a 10 10. Never. Yeah. I, I don't do it. So, because someone deserves to win the round, I believe. So, and, and that's how I scored it. But the first eight rounds could have gone either way. Yeah. That's. That's what yeah. I think. So, no, it, it was, so and and it was the, all I would say. My one thing that really I thought was something, some sort of nonsense there was the tenth round. Yeah, the yeah. Tenth round oh, was the clearest round, yeah. clear round of the fight. The clearest round I thought of the fight, uh, and Lomachenko won it, and that uh, Moretti went went against him. That's insane, so, isn't it? That yeah. stinks. That's that that stinks, but. And and they would have been, would have been no difference. It would have still been the same result. It won, but I just I just that was it. And so my first round being they were there close. I was I was picking. I thought as I as I was going in the next round. I thought did he win that round? That's how close it was. If I'm honest with you. So uh, I don't think I, and you're right. I think he's, he hasn't made me respected enough. Um, I thought Amashenko won, but uh, I, I'm 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 happy because it was a fantastic fight. Uh, I, I thought. And they were talking about them and check. I mean, what's he call them? Stats where they have the numbers. And Swiss yeah. got punched him. Um, Haney was hitting him with some massive shots downstairs. And like, oh, and right hands to the body. body. Destroyed him. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Right. Right. Round two. Um, Lawrence O'Coley, Chris Billum Smith. Um, you know what? I think we, we spoke on the pod the other week about Joshua Buatzi having to like show what he's all about finally and not showing the other week. We've got a guy here, a Coley, same things. When he fought David Light, people were walking out. Um, is, is this the night he's really got to deliver against Billum Smith? 16,000 crowd against him. And I think this is the, the best. This is the, the opportunity he's got to show what a good fighter he's got. There's rivalry there because they were both in the same gym. And I and I I, I, I like a Cody. I, I just hope this is the night he comes and shines if he's good enough. Yeah. No, yeah, I tell you what, he, he couldn't have anyone more tailor made to make him look good, can he? You That's know, Bill right. Smith's I mean, forward. He's, he's he does the basics well, but he does the basics. He takes shots, and he takes one to give one. Bill and Smith and. If you were to design an opponent yeah. to make a Coley look good, it'd be Chris Billum Smith. I mean, I, I I think he'll thrive on the atmosphere as well. I, I do. I, I hope he does. Yeah. 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 I, I I would agree with you all lastly. But my my only concern would, would be the the jump said it so quick, Billum Smith, uh, and um, if they know each other intimately, yeah. they've sparred hundreds of rounds. Now, 
Rose Young's had it and they both fancy it. I would back a Coley uh, heavily, um, but they must know, or maybe it's just a good business decision that if he loses, he loses to the best cruiserweight in, in the world. So he's thinking it maybe maybe business wise. But yeah, I think I think you I think you should, I think he will look uh, devastating. He's definitely uh, the, the out and out star of that of that weight category, and I think he's he's a is a heavyweight in waiting. Don't, as you said, they all walked out at Manchester Arena the, the other week, and it was uh, I said some kids from my gym, and and, and I struggled to get them back there now because it was it was a snow a snooze fest, but it is what it is. <laughs> what 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 do you think now? If if one of your lads, Nigel, turned into a pro like that, and they could win like that, safe. I don't think a goalie's ever looked close to getting beat, but. It was that type of style. Would you try and inject a bit of excitement in, or would you be more than happy that they were they were dominating like that? Well, I mean, from his point of view, he's, he's not bothered. He doesn't care. He's not bothered. He's not bothered. You know, he's a greedy person for it. Mean, he's prize fighting. He's getting paid whatever way he's get. He gets to win. He moves on to the, the next the next challenge. That's it. So, from their point of view, that's what it is. That's him. I like this sport. I love this sport. You know, I want to. I want to. I'd be. How I teach them in the gym, I want them to fight a certain way. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to try and mold them all into the same fire. I don't want to try and keep them all in the same style. I want them to use the flair. But I want them, to, I want them to impress. I, this is a prize fighting game, and we have to entertain. And I believe that when they do entertain, they'll get they'll get paid handsomely for it. So, but he's unbeaten. So, yeah, what what do we? What does he care? It's only us who are moaning at him. Round three, go on, Nigel. Amateur boxing. You want the amateur boxing world. You can have your. This is your sermon. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think that the um, how essential. I'm at my gym now. You know how essential clubs like mine and, and countless others are, are in uh, in our in our business. So in in the, in the business of boxing, obviously the, the amateur sport is the beauty. Is the, I think it's a beautiful sport and. Uh, and all those pros who, who are going to be fighting at the weekend, the three shows that are going on uh, around the country, uh, they all come from deprived areas, usually, the areas of deprivation. And they're essential and they need to be supported and they need to be looked after. And if they don't, then that, then it's, then it's a, a scourge in our country that our, our ministers, our, our local MPs, or our government are not supporting clubs like mine, but not just boxing clubs, any initiative for boxing clubs are, are the heart, should be the heart of, of all of these areas of deprivation in the community. They, they stay people's lives. It's as simple as that. That's my, obviously, I've done this now for 15 years and she's been here. And uh, I've been a firefighter for nearly 30 years and I've saved more people in this boxing club than I ever did uh, carrying, carrying down the ladder, you know, carrying out a fire out of a road traffic collision. Boxing clubs are essential, and they're the it's the future of our sport as well, and should be supported at all levels. Yeah, well, here, here you can have every, both of us will only echo what you're saying there, Nigel. But one question, um, you know, when there's been a what fighter of the last ten years, or what fight has suddenly led to people turning up at your gym, and you see, and that because of what they seen new. I mean, I'm going back. Kids in the '90s saw Nazim Hamid fight Steve Robinson on ITV, and I remember Mick Costello, a good friend of yours, telling me people were walking into the lodge two nights later. What fighter yeah. in recent years has turned kids to boxing? 
You know, not to get out of trouble, but what fighter or fights? It, it's, it's, it's people, and again, culture. So, America got a massive swathe of Asian, you know, kids from, from, from the Asian background. And the first, so, uh, the, the first person uh, uh, from an Asian community was Nassim Hamid. But American, he came, and because of his success, he had going from um, the amateurs to the pros. So, and he was on the selling Olympics. So, people watched him for free. And then he watched Mario Kindling, I believe, on, on, a, on a show yeah, in, in Bolton. Bolton. And, yeah, was that, yeah. On a rematch. And he beat him. He beat him in, 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 his, in his last time, it's about, I believe. Uh, and then he turned yeah, yeah. pro, you know, under the guise of whatever, you know, Matthew or whoever it was. I don't know. Who he was Frank, yeah, Frank Warren, it was. They went in. So, so he brought a load. And exciting fighters, but things like, I honestly believe it. And, and, and you know, I slag them when I have to slag them, but people, promoters like Eddie Earn have changed the game a little bit. So, because because of the media, I think this is always a bit of an own goal. I, I don't get it. You know, I'm, my dad is 73 and he's got to watch things, as you said, as you were saying, you're watching on your, on your iPad. He just wants to, watch, wants to turn the television on and watch it. And so, I, you know, I think it's an own goal um, with, with, the, with the app, but now it's coming on television, I believe. But, uh, and people like Eddie and the, the, the size of the events that they put on. Uh, our sport is struggling a little bit, I think. Or it was struggling. Things like uh, MMA and white collar, though, they're putting on big events, earning loads of dough. Whereas the top level promoters, uh, uh, your likes of Frank Warren, uh, your likes of Eddie Hearn, they're putting it on mass and they're changing. So people are watching it and going, I might do that. And they're from the deprived areas that they keep it and they go, let's give it a go. Can we drive in a car like like that guy or, or Anthony Joshua, things like that. So they, they changed the sport in my eyes and that's why they, that's why it's as popular as ever. And packs, night after night after night, day after day after day were packed and that, that's just a good thing. So the future of the sport looks healthy to me. Yeah. Round four, John, over to you, Laura Wood. Yeah, Lara Wood. I, I bet we all can't wait for this, can we, at weekend? Um, quick turnaround, though, after that yeah. first fight, considering how brutal it was. And I was I was sat at home last night thinking back about brutal fights where there's been a quick turnaround. And I got Eubank, Carl Thompson. That was three months to the day, yeah. and Eubank still had his black eye. That's right. That's right. Badge of courage, as he called it. Yeah. Vasquez Marquez, they fought three times in a year. Three times in 12 months. And they were all brutal. But... I, this is a real quick turnaround for Lee Wood, this. He, you know, that was a, a nasty finish, a heavy knockout, I thought. Um, Bronco Lara's going to come in and do exactly the same. Wood's chin's not going to improve, so he's got to completely change his game plan and do it in three months. And I think it's a pretty big ask. Yeah. Lee can box, can't he? He's got that right hand. But at some point, Lara's going to land. And yeah. he, I'm not sure how Lee can have changed so much in three months. I hope he does it, because I really like Lee Wood. But I think if he does, does it do it? It's it's some achievement in such a short space of time. Oh, I think Matchroom was surprised because they they told Josh Warrington you're going to have the fight, and then yeah. suddenly Josh found out he wasn't having it. I think look, obviously Lee's a fighting man. He thinks he can do it. You understand why he's done it. But if you sit down and think about it, I think it would be better letting Lara have the fight with Josh Warrington, possibly more miles on the clock because of the way he fights. But he wanted the fight, and you can understand why he hasn't fought, shall we say, rationally, maybe, in, in coming to that decision. What's your take, Nigel? 
Yeah, I, 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 pretty, pretty much what you're going to say. I definitely would have let him fight uh, Josh Warrington, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, because he's signed now with, with Matchroom, so he's signed with it. So he has Larry Simon, so he's going nowhere. So, as you say, more miles on the clock. And what he was thinking was, what if Josh Warrington beats him? You know, and I get that, but if Josh Warrington beats him, then he's got to fight with Josh Warrington. He's there, so he should have kept it in-house. Uh, as as uh, John said, He's not going to get any better. He was, I, he was winning the fight. He was yeah. winning the fight, but he will get hit. It's worth And listen, I, watched, I read um, Trish Dixon's book the other week. It scared me to death, you know, yeah. damaged. So the concussion element, it can last, you know, months. And I'm thinking, because it he, he was, he was a heavy, heavy finish running. We all know yeah. that. We all saw it. Devastating. Uh, I, I just hope he's okay. Um, uh, and it, it could be a mistake. Uh, He's getting on himself, and you know, it's the second half of his career. You know, his career was nearly over. The one he got silly, Reece Small or something. He got the ball to to win, and and if he'd have lost that, he'd have been finished. But and so now he's like, like a bit of a resignation, you know, like like a second win as such. And I think he's thinking of his earning potential. Is that the biggest fight for him? But I would have definitely let Josh Watson get there first, and if Lara. Would beat Josh Warrington, then then he, then he fights the winner. So he would he would have fought the winner of Warrington or Lara, either of them, and they've been happy. And he'd been paid similar, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. uh, round five this week, I'm starting it, but it's, I think we'll be hearing from Nigel here again. Jack Catchwell, he's back against Dara Foley. If you didn't know, it's Catchwell boxing. <laughs> Nigel's just off to training with Jamie Moore when he finishes chatting to us, as we recall this on a Monday night. Um, obviously. The thing is, it's only his seventh fight in five years, I think. And I just hope that if Jack doesn't get the world title shot, he deserves more than any man in boxing, I think. Next, I just hope, and I'm sure Eddie will at least keep him busy until that opportunity comes. Uh, because, you know, the way his career's gone, he's just so unlucky. And I think it was, you look, Josh Taylor made his decision. And I think it's criminal he never got his rematch because he deserved that more than anybody else. And if any British fighter deserves a world title, it's him. Yeah. Go on, Nigel. I, I agree with everyone. Yeah, I, 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 Tell us how he is and everything. Yeah, he, listen, uh, I've said enough about about the the the, the, the first fight and um, um, his failed quest for to become undisputed. Um, he was in the gym the Monday after. The Monday after the, the, that fight, he was in the gym, and and he's been in the gym ever since. And um, I think that Foley will be made for him. I genuinely believe that uh, he's you know he's, he's just just had his best win today against Robert Davis Junior. and knocked him over quite convincingly, you know. So was winning the fight, and then Robbie Davis had a freak accident. Uh, so I think he'll he'll, he'll look devastating, and uh, and and this this camp we've had. An unbeaten uh, super featherweight in Aki Fias, Chantel Cameron, who's the undisputed world lightweight champion, and Jack Carroll. And they've all been bouncing off each other. And I've never seen any, all three of them as good. Jack, Jack as well. So it, I, I expect him, I expect him to, be, to be devastating. That's what I expect. I expect him to be fantastic. Uh, his engine is, is so big, he's so strong. And as you just said there, he deserves it. Um, but unfortunately, in this sport, you don't always get what you deserve. 
I believe that uh, it will be him coming, you know, uh, the the um, the next part of his career will, will hopefully be the most, will be the wealthiest part of his career. But he can go on and earn a few quid, become a bona fide world champion, like he should be, like like we thought he had uh, in, in February uh, last year. So um, I'm expecting big things now. And Eddie Hearn uh, has promised him um, and they earn with Hearn and I believe he'll deliver uh, wholeheartedly. I tell you, it's one of the fights I'm looking forward to probably next year. It, it's got to happen, isn't it? I, I love Pro Grey. Yeah. I love Pro Grey style. Pro Grey and Jack Cat next year is a, a little super fight, I think. If not before. Yeah, and the fact, and then the fact that Eddie Hearn's signing now and um, there was talk about it. They, they talked about it prior to him signing, but now it's now it's easy to make. Yeah. So it's done. Pro Grey's so so Gray, got a defence in New Orleans, hasn't he? June 17. Yeah, he has. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, he, he has. Uh, and Zarilla or someone, Zarilla. Yeah, Zarilla. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just yeah. building him back up, aren't they? I, funnily enough, when Pro Grey fought in New Orleans against Flanagan, I was there, and there was nobody there. <sighs> no, they, well, they just didn't promote the fight at all because Pro Grey's a popular guy and a big character, but there was nobody there. But he's not obviously. Who, no one, and he, he wouldn't fight over here. He, he was talking about fighting, fighting it over here. And he said, I got a job there last time I came. And obviously, last time John, Jack uh, went off away away from his hometown, so I think. But he's always away from his hometown. He got a job. So I don't know. Listen, it's easy to make now. And they, they can earn a few quid. Uh, and, and I'm back Jack wholeheartedly. I, I believe Jack's, Jack, Jack's the best. I genuinely, genuinely do. And how he's been performing, this camp has been, it's been phenomenal, and uh, and, I, and I'm excited for Saturday night coming to shakeout tonight. But I'm really, really excited. Yeah. Um, Final round. We won't keep you much longer, Nigel. You've got to see. You got about. Well, I can't see. You did show us about hundred kids to your left. I think um, in that gym, wondering yeah. where you are. They're all, they're all causing havoc while you're you're talking to us. <laughs> nah, round six. Do- talking, don't round six. Talking of causing havoc, dodgy decisions of course has it. What is it you want to say about him, Nigel? Well, again, listen. I hope it's going. To, it's going to all a few of the a few of the, the conversations we've had tonight. So you, you've got you've got Jack out. I, I don't want to happen. Right, he's done, and that's done. But you know, people were slagging Haney, so um, slagging and saying that Lemonchenko has definitely won it. The word subjective is a real big thing in our sport. Now, I honestly believe that. So we us. Us, us three people, we all know each other, we've known each other for a long time. We we understand the sport and what's before. I do believe that if all three of us sat there, seventy-five percent of the time, we get the right person to win. We would we would pick it. We would pick the right person, regardless of the I. You know, some people might like it, but I like Pernell Whitaker. How he moves his feet, the defensive element, or someone just likes my size and they're attacking people. But I do believe as boxing stalwarts, people are people who are who are. A precious for our sport that we've come to the right decision uh, that we, we will make it. If we're disagreeing, stick with me, that's one side we said, he won that. I said, no. Nah. Now, and we have an argument, but so when decisions are that, they're not bad decisions. So, so Haney's wasn't, a, for me, wasn't, yeah. I've come in the gym tonight, I've got two kids who were saying, well, Gaffer, uh, let me go, I robbed, I went, no, he didn't. Oh, what were you saying? Now, 
as I say, that that what that one mistake in my eyes, the um, round ten, the, the, the ten down. So one round, it's like that. Uh, the, the the female judge in in Vegas when you put that um, you got Williams. She got ticked out because she she uh, so Canelo Alvarez. I thought was Canelo Eugenia? Alvarez. Was, I'm thinking of. Yeah, I think Canelo Alvarez got got beat in my eyes in, from Golovkin the first time. It's bad decisions they happen, and and in in our sport in the amateur sport, yeah, go you go mad up inside you and you're swearing and you're and and the people who are doing it, the uh, the judges, they're just volunteers, little old men and women who, who, who are ticking the box. They're not getting paid for it, so they've got no not corrupt, they're not terrible, but they've got a right to be trained by. I, I believe, and, and I don't know how it's going. I've been since this here. Your two options on how else can we could we do this? Because some think it, is it a cheat? Do they cheat? Are they are they corrupt? Are they getting looked after? Whatever. But it, but a lot of it's nonsense. Um, Haynes wasn't a bad decision in my eyes. I uh, I don't think the right man won. That's that's sub, that word subjective again. I don't. I thought Lomachenko went, but I'm I'm certainly not arguing, and I would not call it a bad decision. At all because it was so close. Yeah, yeah. It's all tribal, isn't it? These days, and, and you yeah. know something else. Everyone's desperate to be offended by stuff these days. If their little mate doesn't win, they're desperate to kick up a fuss, aren't they, and and create something out of nothing. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Twitter on Sunday morning, the day after Hagler and Leonard? Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, the thing is now, with, with, with boxing's become tribal. It's almost like football, tribal, where you have your favourites, your promoters, your favourite boxers. You can't celebrate. It's like in the heavyweight. I know we're going off topic from bad decisions. We've spoken about a bit tonight. But it's like in the heavyweight division. You can't like Fury and Joshua. You have to beat team one or the yeah. other. What's that all about? <laughs> Just celebrate that we've got the two two of the best heavyweights in the world. Yeah. Celebrate that guys like Deontay Wilder are still about, you know, ch ch chinning people. We should be celebrating these three or four elite heavyweights instead of saying, I'm Team Wilder, I'm Team Joshua, I'm Team Fury. It's a lot of old bollocks. It's like me saying I hate fucking Chelsea at football, isn't it? You know, it's a different <laughs> sport. And even worse, these days we have... Promoters, like fans are on promoter side. Yeah. If you got Joshua against Fury, you'd have people with Eddie Hearn scarves. It's pathetic, isn't it? Yeah, it's all but, but and it's a business element, isn't it? You know, so yeah. so I, I believe from a you know, even the judges, you know, they, they they're influenced by some some way, shape, or form. But because they want certain fighters to win, so so it looks like some of the people there on on Saturday when when Chantel won. But then, because they're thinking that there's maybe more money in uh, in Casey Taylor winning, you know, because the next fight should be fighting Serrano or Crow Park. So they look devastating. Yeah. And, and, and when I heard that comment this morning from Matt Davis saying, thought it was a draw, I was like, are you fucking mad? Are you mad? And, I just, and again, there was only one winner, I thought. That was, so when, when, they, when it was, as I said, when they, the draw was announced. I realised it was a winner. I thought, we've got this. We've definitely got this because there's no way in the world that Kay Taylor's won one more rounds than Chantal Camp. No way. <laughs> I thought the same in, uh, in February or so. We've all been wrong. Uh, well, anything you got to add there, John? 
No, no, I think we've covered everything tonight. It's been a good yeah. one, that. Well, I'll tell you what, it's been a great half hour with you, Nigel. I know you've got a lot to do. You haven't finished your day yet. I know it's your wedding anniversary, 24 yeah. years. Happy anniversary. And your wife, you. after 24 years of... Your wife's been down, down in London at the lodge with you. She's still married to boxing and you. You're, you're like one of these guys that have multiple wives, you know. You know, a I'm polyamorous I'm relationship, I'm except... Is that you're cheating with boxing? She might believe me now. Listen, I'm blessed. My wife Susie, as I say, she's my first love. When we met at school, and and and, uh, and that's where we are. We're still there now together. So I'm. I'm she. The reason my gym does okay, and I'm allowed to do what I can do, is uh, is because of my missus. So behind any decent man, this is a great woman. Brilliant. Well. Thanks very much indeed, Nigel, for your time. John, thanks, thank, thanks as always. We've had, an, we've had a right easy night tonight, John, with Nigel there <laughs> chatting away. Thanks, yeah, everyone. Just for Nigel up and let him go, don't you? Yeah, we just... We're we're on. On. Nigel, we'll have you on again in a few months before, after your next big fight or before. It's great having you on for our foul. You're good fun, good value. Thank you very thank much. You, and, thank, and thank everyone for um, watching or listening. And, oh, we're, we're not about next week unless John wants to do a pod next week. I'm at a punk rock festival in Las Vegas so there you go for all boxing info news and latest interviews amateur and pro across and off click and subscribe VIP boxing promotions also Twitter Instagram and Facebook